This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, and I'm proud to have as my co-host Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms, and Catherine Harris, CPA of Parati and Karad. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates given away during this show. Now, the certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella. Uh, tanning salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin, and I just got my, my I just got my. Container. I know if the radio nice. audience could see uh, yeah. Edward today, you look great. You look ready for look like you're coming back from Hawaii. That, that's right. I, well, I figured I'd have to kind of practice so I don't look like I'm a, a howly. All right, um, now and today's trivia theme is pirate stuff. All right. Pirates. Pirate stuff. Okay. Right. So our special guest today, who I've known for, gosh, 30 years, is Ken Casey, who uh, we, we're introducing him as a local real estate investor, and he's going to talk about affordable housing. All right, Ken. Affordable housing in the Bay Area is really such a thing. Yeah. Ken, welcome to The Best of Investing. Nice to be here, gentlemen. Okay. And, and ladies. ladies. <laughs> Please. So, Ken, I've got a question about affordable housing. Um, is, is, is affordable housing determined... The same way in like all the communities in the Bay Area, or does Marin County have a certain calculation versus other counties? How do they determine what is affordable housing and what's not affordable housing? Yeah, it's all based on an income sort of scale. So what would be considered affordable housing? When you say affordable housing, what you're really talking about is once a building is built, what you're going to rent it for. Or if it's not built, what you're going to rent it for. So it's the affordability of the rent payment. Yeah, because people in Richmond are not going to be able to afford the same thing as Aptos. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 a it's a income level that determines how much rent you can pay, which is going to be different for the different different counties. Do they go by income level, or do they do a percentage of the average rent that is in a particular county? That's the way they do it. If they do it by income level, not not percentage of existing rents. They do it by income level to the median incomes in a particular area. Okay. And that's what it's what the tenant portion of it. I think what's kind of an interesting, or well, at least a that, part of a bridge of it, is the is the subsidy portion. Because well, you do, I mean, the, the amount yeah. to the, how, how to how much to build and the mortgage payment. There's often a gap between what p- people can afford to make it low income and what it costs to operate that building. Well, that's actually, uh, you're going right to the core issue, really. I mean, you see all these articles about affordable housing in all the time in the papers. I see them virtually every, every other day or so. Uh, but quite frankly, nobody at all talks about the, um, the, the real elephant in the room. On all those articles, they all feel good. And we all talk about how nice it is, how we need affordable housing, and they go through all the stories, etc., but you'll never see in any of these articles and meetings I've been to with people around, you never see anybody talk about the cost. Now, That's part of the equation. You know, Park and loo fees, yeah. and permit fees. Yeah. Well, all the above. So, you know, nobody gets into the cost. Yeah. And the reality is that under the current uh, zoning and uh, planning and building departments in, in Marin County specifically, 
uh, north of uh, San Rafael North, you cannot build housing affordable or market rate. <laughs> okay, it's not buildable. Uh, the cost is, and I have examples that I brought with me, which we can go into. A yeah, bit we'll of go detail. into that in the next segment. Because because the, uh, I was just going to say the one thing that's like the, the price of lumber is going to be the price of lumber. I mean, you might be able to get it a little bit cheaper, you know, up north, but you're going to be shipping whether you ship it to Santa Rosa or whether you ship it to Sausalito, the cost is not going to be that much difference, right? Well, you've got all. You mean you, you, let's just start out with land cost. That's you know, the big thing. You yeah. start right there. You have no zoning. I mean, everybody says, "Let me." Oh, we don't have any land but rent. Well, you know, only five percent is developed, yeah. uh, but we we don't zone it to build. So, if you start talking to land costs, you're already starting out. If you want to build your two bedroom, two bath apartment, you're starting out with eighty to one hundred thousand dollar land cost per unit. Wow! Wow! I'll yeah. give you I'll give you the quick override math. Okay. Then let's add on fifty grand impact fee per unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, to do average to almost average construction under the planning and building rules regulations in Marin County, which are a bit draconian, you've got roughly $300,000 building costs per, per unit. unit. I mean, there's got to be some economies of scale. There but. isn't. So you're <laughs> up at not with the current. Not unless you get maybe several u- buildings, but not much. I mean, or, that's just or, or land you, and you, that's yeah. just construction. 50, I mean, you can't. 50 stories, you know, yeah. so you only have so much land. Good luck in Marin getting yeah, well, that. Yeah, really. Because yeah, well, well, we worked well, on a, a skyscraper we, in our Yeah, we, we worked on a deal uh, years ago where we had 535 acres in uh, West Marin. They only led. We, we could only build on thirty five. We had to donate five hundred to open space. Oh yeah. Okay. So with well, that, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. <laughs> okay. So first of all, we want to make a little mention here for uh, the new Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for three hundred and sixty degree views that are out of this world. Now I got to say that I did go to an event uh, a couple of weeks ago when they were doing this reopening. And it's true. It's probably got the nicest views in San Francisco because when you go on one side, you can see AT&T Park. You go to the other side, you see the Golden Gate Bridge. And nice. I mean, literally, you get 360-degree views. So check them out. at uh, It's a Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. All right. Now, here is our first commercial trivia break. Again, the theme is we're talking pirates. All right. What colors are the pirate flag, the Jolly Roger? All right, that's our question. The first caller with the correct answer wins a free uh, tanning certificate, which is actually good for three tanning uh, services. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. What colors are the pirate flag, the Jolly Roger? Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing, and we're going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Catherine Harris, CPA. First trivia question, uh, what colors are the pirate flag, the Jolly Roger? Anybody? Black and white. Black and white. That is correct. Oh. Yeah. All right. Which are colors, by the way. So it's a well, trick that's question. True. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's the lack of colors, right? That's right. Or no, one of them's all colors. The other one's lack, lack of. of that's yeah. exactly right. Okay. So in the uh, studio here, we have Ken Casey, a, a local real estate investor who isn't just a small investor, a large one. That's why we have him on. He's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, so Ken, you were continuing on saying how expensive it is to build 
Um, affordable housing. Uh, quote, affordable housing, yes. Well, you don't even have to talk about affordable housing. You build any rental yeah. housing in Marin. Okay, there, There's a reason that for the last 30-some-odd years there's been almost minimal construction of any multi-residential housing in Marin. There's a reason for that. It's not that people don't like the sun here. They can't afford to build here and make a profit. As I was starting to explain, if you go ahead and build that 30-unit apartment building, let's say in a town like Novato here, uh, you've got your $50,000 impact fee, you got your $80,000, $100,000 land cost, then you got your $300,000 average construction cost. Now, what's the, 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 for the audience who doesn't understand, what's the impact fee and which politicians impact get that? Impact fees are for roads, services in the town, at least at the theory. Now, whether they go there or not, yeah. and, you know, but that's the theory you're and, paying. And it's a fee to take, uh, take into consideration the impact your development has on community resources. Like the, like the roads. You're going to mm-hmm. be uh, in, uh, importing the, a lot and of... And the police uh, services, police, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. Well, if you're going to build an apartment unit, a two-bedroom apartment for $450,000 you need to get roughly 1% of that rent per, uh, of the building cost in rent per month. And cuz that's assuming that you have what at least 30% in expenses on and It's closer to 40. Is that right? You wow. Know, okay. You could go 37, 38. Okay. Um, but bottom line is you'd have to get, you know, above $4,000 a month rent to build that $450,000 unit. And and what and the, and the market, real, real quick, the market is about 2400 So there's a pretty big disconnect wow. between yeah. what the rental markets can and will pay in this county. And versus, that doesn't include affordability in it. That's, that's just got nothing. That's just yeah. plain market, Red. Right? Affordable, uh, there's no chance. And you're a local Marin County. Subsidized. And, and we're, we're recording the show in Marin County, and you're a local Marin County real estate investor. But I would say that the, uh, much of this probably holds true throughout the nine Bay Area county regions. Would I be correct in that assumption? You would. Yeah. But, I mean, just it might be a little different cheaper. Different scales, but uh, same problem. Yeah, because yeah, the land might be a little cheaper somewhere, but the cost of the building is going to be roughly, you know, fairly well, close. Well, and your planning departments are different in the areas. You know, I mean, I mean, some areas are much easier with permit fees, much easier with getting approvals, and much easier with what you have to do or not have to do. And Marin County is particularly difficult, so it's a little more expensive here than other areas. Uh, so there's that factor as well. So only you just have to buy existing ones and that's, rehab them? That's what you do. Yeah. That's really the only way to, to, to do it currently in the county. And, you know, I mean, for example, if I've, I've had some math I've done. I'd, well, I'll just give you, uh, for example, if you built that building, those 30 units for $450,000. Per unit, right? Per unit. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to, uh, you had a building, you got a $12 million building cost. Well, if you take the market right now, an average rent of, you know, a couple of thousand dollars oh, is yeah. not quite that high now. That would be a gross rental income of six hundred thirty thousand bucks. You took off your operating expenses. If you want to get a five percent annual return, yeah. you just lost three million dollars because yeah. nobody can afford to buy that building at twelve million. They exactly. have to buy it at nine million to make a five percent return. Uh, unless you can wow. find a bank to lend you ninety percent at two percent interest or something. You know, <laughs> even that might even, not even make that it. might not make it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so looking forward, then what what uh, what is 
what how are we going to address this problem? Yeah, what's I mean, the that, answer? That what's been, the solution, or is there one? Yes, I mean I, we have to think there, outside the box. We talked yeah. about are you guys maybe has the has the county and not just Marin County but other counties thought about maybe going and buying homes that or apartment complexes that are already built and just doing some rehab on it where the costs are a little bit lower. I mean I know I'm familiar with low income affordable housing when it comes to Section Eight and HUD, but where where is it going? Uh, it's going nowhere. I mean, uh, you know, that's we're talking going. a lot about and it. And that's right? our show. <laughs> it's going nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> going nowhere. And, but going Period. nowhere fast. That's true, yeah, at least. Yeah, well, I'm, I know some of the local politicos, and I know the sympathies. And, and let, let's, let's, even if you got to the building cost, you got to get past the politics first. Ugh. And the po- you know, how bad are the politics here? Well, here's an example. This this just sort of gives you a feel for getting to build something. In. I know where this is yeah, going. This is Half easy. of them have to be below market rents. You know? Oh no, no! I'm Not just I'm just okay, going to go give ahead. you an example of the ahead. community and political resistance to building here. Okay. I call it the Bolinas effort. <laughs> mm. The Bolinas Community Land Trust wanted to build four to six below market, two bedroom single family homes out in Bolinas. The land was already owned by the trust, and a donor pledged to find to fund one hundred and one and a half million dollars for the project. So wow. your, your costs are going to be close to zero theoretically. So we're, look, okay. we're looking pretty good, right? We're looking pretty mm-hmm. good, yeah. you know. But the land fell within a hundred foot buffer to a wetland. A hundred feet, okay. And the wetland was a man-made ditch for stormwater runoff. <laughs> <laughs> adjacent, this is a real story. Adjacent to the Bolinas Public Utility District Sewage Treatment Pond. Ugh. Anyway, they couldn't get approval from the Coastal Commission. So, no no building. If you go around, if, I mean, that's what happened right now. I mean, 16 units are in a big dispute right now in San Anselmo. 16 units, yeah, and the yeah. whole town's in an uproar yes. over yeah. Yeah. Okay? I could go through multiple examples, which I've been personally involved in a couple, uh, where you've got so much community opposition to building something, and then you've got the politics, and then you've got the environmental issues. Okay, so, you now, throw, so that's before we're even talking about costs. the myth. So how, yes. yeah, how, <laughs> before so the how, actual how much, real problem. Okay, so how much of it is people worried about traffic? How much of it is the typical, you know, nimbyism? Not in my backyard. Right, the person that moved in last week. Yeah, yeah, right, he's now a nimby. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's and right. you'll get that all the time. I'll, I'll tell you an interesting quick story. I was out. I was out actually out in Bolinas, and I was had a friend out there, and I'm talking to her, and she was very pro. Let's build some affordable housing. She was, oh, we got to have some because her workers that she had at her exactly. place are coming from the other side of the world, you know, yeah, to get yeah. there, and she she said we got to build housing here for them. And I and, and right in front of her house is this big, wide open, nice grassy area yeah. going right down to the lagoon. And I said, "Well, you know, why would you know? Would you? How would you be about building some yeah. over there? Plenty of land over there." Oh no, 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 no! I, I don't. I don't mean building it over yeah. there. <laughs> no. No, I don't no, want to okay. see it. No, I mean, no, I mean, I, we can't build it here. So, I mean, you <laughs> you you have such an incredible self. I hate to say it, self centered sort yeah. of selfish population in Marin. The politics are really difficult, and you don't, and I do know the politicals here, and they, they don't have the, they don't know how to deal with that, honestly. They don't know what to do politically to get the community behind actually building some below-market housing. They just don't have it, okay? So you just don't have that politic here. All right. And well, what's I'm- it going to take to turn that around? I don't know. 
Well, on that happy note, we're gonna we're gonna cut to a commercial break where we're gonna say, "Are you ready for the best holiday show ever?" Yes. All right. So there, uh, this sensational live uh, concert called "Joy to the World" is going to be at the Luther Burbank Center for the Arts. You guys have been there, right? It's a very very nice venue up in Santa Rosa. Yeah. Okay. It's a they got holiday favorites and the most uplifting and cherished songs. So check them out. BroadwayHolidayShow.com. That's BroadwayHolidayShow.com for tickets. Joy to the world. Okay, here's our second trivia question about pirates. Long John Silver, the one-legged pirate, first appeared in what tale? All right, call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. Long John Silver, the one-legged pirate, appeared first in what tale? And the uh, first caller with the correct answer is going to win that free Tan Bella tanning certificate. Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Catherine Harris, CPA. Second trivia question about pirates. Long John Silver, the one-legged pirate, first appeared in what tale? Anybody? Blackbeard? Nope. Treasure Island? Treasure Island. Very wow, good. look at that. That's our, that was our guest, One Ken for the guest. Casey. Yes, one <laughs> for the guest. So, uh, Ken, thank you very much. Stick around. Yep. Uh, we're going to move right on to Mark Hahn for Pacific Private Money. We received an email from one of our listeners that says, if your fund forecloses, so this person knows you have a fund, mm-hmm. on a property, do the shareholders potentially benefit? Great question. So at Pacific Private Money, we are a an alternative source for real estate financing for um, homes and commercial properties in largely in Northern California, but we lend all over California. We're really uh, mostly a bridge loan lender. We specialize in people who need fast, reliable, short-term financing, and we can help people who need to buy a primary residence, uh, which is actually a little bit unique. Uh, most uh, private lenders don't do uh, owner-occupied or primary residence funding. We do at Pacific Private Money, uh, along with uh, you know fix and flippers and other types of financing, which uh, just about everybody in private money will do these days. Um, but we are an alternative uh, uh, resource. Uh, people come to us because they can't get it from the bank, either because they don't qualify, the project doesn't qualify, or they need the money really fast. And most banks aren't doing fast funding these days, as you know, thanks to Dodd-Frank. Any so, days. Right, any days. So, so uh, companies like Pacific Private Money, we have actually thrived over the last uh, six, seven years under the new uh, lending restrictions and banking restrictions. And we've actually, you know, companies like ours have been fairly prolific. In fact, we're, we're on pace to grow uh, for the fifth year in a row, 20% year over year in terms of loan origination volume. And uh, in the last three years or, or three and a half years ago, we launched a mortgage pool fund as a way to give even more people opportunity to invest in high yielding mortgages. Now, in a mortgage pool fund, you don't get to invest in individual mortgages, but you invest in a fund that is used to make loans. And so our fund uh, is currently at about $20 million in size, $20 million of assets under management. And that uh, that uh, is large enough to take care of about uh, about 40% uh, approximately of our, of our monthly loan volume. The rest are done by uh, high net worth individuals that we work with who also like to invest in notes. And so the Mortgage Pool Fund, right now we've got a portfolio of just under 70 
loans, a $20 million fund uh, uh, spread across 70 loans, uh, mostly in Northern California. And uh, right now we've been paying out uh, just under 8% to our fund members. This is a non-leveraged fund. Uh, We don't use uh, leverage to boost the yield. Uh, It's a pure yield net of all of the expenses. So uh, if you put $100,000 in the fund, uh, uh, and if you've had that money in the fund, let's say the last three and a half years, you've been earning actually a little bit more than uh, 8% on an annualized basis. And some people take monthly distributions. Others uh, don't need them, especially if they're investing with their IRA, and they may elect to let those uh, earnings compound. So you can be a growth investor or you can be an income investor in the fund. And that's what's kind of unique about mortgage pool funds is you have a little bit more um, versatility with your investment than you do if you invest in individual notes. Um, So the question was, uh, if our fund, if let's just say one of those 70 loans that we have in the fund, what if we have to foreclose because maybe the guy stops paying and after we you know, try to reach the person and work with them and give them a few opportunities and try to help out, uh, all, all fails and we end up uh, having to foreclose on that property in order to, of course, protect uh, the interests of our fund members. We've, in fact, done that recently on a, uh, on a property that is in escrow, uh, not in escrow yet, it's actually listed on the uh, market right now. And based on the value we believe we're going to get for that property, it's actually the fund is going to make actually a pretty nice profit, uh, uh, probably uh, between uh, fifty dollars and $75,000 profit, which, again, relatively speaking, might not sound like a lot, but uh, based on the, the average monthly income of the fund, that's a nice little hit. And so, that, How, how uh, large was that, was that loan? That was a $300,000 loan, and uh, so we foreclosed on the property. My brokerage advanced the fees to do the remodel. We've advanced about $75,000 to remodel that. It's on the market right now for uh, a little over $600,000. So there's going to be... there's uh, fifty thousand on three hundred thousand. You know, that's a nice little profit. That's a sure. that's a nice return. So, uh, so we don't we don't make loans with the intent to foreclose. We are not uh, a so called loan to own company, which uh, hard money lenders of uh, in the days of yore uh, oftentimes were accused of. Um, but uh, we 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 exist to help people who are in a, uh, either a short term crunch or maybe they're even in contract thought they were going to get bank financing and the banks either. Uh, said no for uh, last minute for some reason, or, or something happened and it fell out, and uh, and yet the uh, you still want that property. Maybe you've got a deposit that's non-refundable. I mean, there's all kinds of situations where realtors or mortgage brokers call us saying, "Hey, I've got this client who's in a pickle. Can you help?" You know, we're we're not inexpensive money. That's <clears throat> the nature of private money. The average cost of a loan uh, at Pacific Private Money is between nine and ten percent on the note rate, and between anywhere from one to three points, depending on the size of the loan and the complexity. And the speed uh, uh, that you need it. If you need it closed by Friday, we're probably going to, you know, bump the fees up a little bit because we got to drop everything <laughs> into a fire drill. But uh, for more information about uh, how we operate, uh, if you have a client, if you're a, a real estate professional and you uh, either had uh, maybe recently a client who could have benefited from uh, fast, reliable funding, uh, or if you're an investor who's looking to boost the yield that you earn on your retirement savings right now, and you want to learn more about mortgage investing and mortgage fund investing. Uh, you can find out information on both of those, uh, borrower or lender uh, thou may be. Uh, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. It's real easy. PacificPrivateMoney, all one word, dot com. Or give us a call and leave a message. We'll call you back next week, 
2150 that's 415-883-2150 and do you and have any the, go ahead. and the taxability on that the money coming out is 1099 it, it is it is when you're a member of the fund the fund is an llc a limited liability company so you do get a k1 it is ordinary income so unfortunately it's not it's it doesn't have tax uh, deferred or tax favor treatment gain advantages from some of the it's not no it there's not uh, uh well that that well, i don't know that that'll be see. up to my cpa to yeah, tell me because you have <laughs> The, Most of that interest is it's interesting. The interest, income. yeah, but when so. you foreclose and then mm-hmm. then you have basis, right? And then it, be a capital but, transaction but, there, yeah, but it'll be short term. I mean, it's going to be short term, so it, you wouldn't. Really you probably get stay on the K one, still be ordinary, yeah. yeah. Probably, probably, yeah. Do you have any uh, deal of the week? Uh, well, we're working on a deal right now where um, actually a couple of deals that came in from a tax uh, uh, planning strategist that helps people who have tax issues, and he's got two clients he sent to us, both of whom are um, having. You know, unexpected and unfortunate uh, tax bill after being audited by the IRS, and and uh, and so they've they you know both of these uh, clients own real estate with equity, and they're looking to get a second. And you know that that type of situation, you go to a bank and ask for a home equity line to pay a delinquent uh, or, or a tax bill. Uh, oftentimes, you get met with uh, you know with a frown. So yeah. are you uh, kidding? <laughs> <laughs> right. And even though uh, seconds are not as popular these days from an investment standpoint. Point as our first position notes, seconds still are can be very enticing, particularly if you've got you know a local Marin County or Bay Area San Francisco property with lots and lots of equity, and uh, and as long as the borrower has a plan for paying that loan off, that's the other thing we don't want to do. We don't want to make a loan to somebody who's going to get stuck in it. We want to make a loan for somebody that has a plan, so within a year, two years, three years, maybe at the most, uh, can pay us off. We don't like to get anybody stuck in one of our ten percent loans, so. Um, that's our deal of the week. Very good. All right. We're going to cut to our uh, third trivia question here. Ready? Mm-hmm. Edward Teach was better known as which famous pirate? Again, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that free Tan Bella tanning certificate, which is actually good for three services. Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hompf and Catherine Harris, CPA. Uh, last trivia question we had here, Edward Teach was better known as which famous pirate? I'm going to go with my last Answer Blackbeard. You are correct. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> My next one was, was going to be Bluebeard. Blackbeard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not Bluebeard, but Blackbeard. Very Blackbeard. good. All right. I want to make a quick mention here. Um, this guy, we're coming down to the wire here for the Wine Garden Children's Center in uh, Redwood City. They're having a a, a masquerade party. Uh, where are they having this? October 29th at the Hyatt Regency Santa Clara. Check that out at listenspeaklearn.org. All right. And Catherine, we got an email in for you that says, what are the benefits or or pitfalls to a 529 plan? That's a great question. Uh, 529 plans have kind of been around for a while. It's still pretty new. Um, It's a great way for parents to save money for their children's education, their college education. That's what a 529 plan is. Uh, However, oftentimes with 
new kind of retirement or investment vehicles, the government likes to put some restrictions on that. Of so you course. just like like anything. I can't believe it. <laughs> I just can't believe it. I mean, in theory, that's why I, I do what I do, right? Yeah. Um, but with five twenty nine plans, it's a great option. I just what we you, anyone who's interested in it just needs to know the restrictions around it and whether it's, it works for them. A five twenty nine plan, uh, you put money into the to account. The the investments grow tax free, okay. so are deferred. Deferred, and and so long as that you take that money out and use it for secondary education or, or graduate education, okay. so a, a college or thereafter, uh, you, any earnings in that plan or in that account don't get taxed. So it's a wonder you for for people who have the ability to start putting money away, especially when children are younger. When so sort of like an IRA, so it's, an, it's an IRA for your children for their college account. Gotcha. So okay. the good way to put it. Uh, problem is the five. There's not you can't just go into your broker account and say, oh, I want to put in a five twenty nine plan and put into these five stocks. There's limitations. Each okay. state offers a 529 plan, and you really just have to pick which one of their plans works best for you or aligns with your uh, investment philosophy. I mean, I mean if I'm in, in California, but my kid's going to go to New York, does that matter which state I... does not matter okay. where it is. It's, and it doesn't matter that if you're in California, you have to go with the California 529 okay. plan. You can go with the one that's in Virginia, Idaho. It's whichever one you would prefer, and it doesn't make a difference. Especially, you have to go... It's best for people who've got very young children, just so you can can appreciate over 15, 20 years, rather than individuals who've got a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, and you've got only two years to save. But, Is there some sort of list of schools? And I mean, suppose, suppose I wanted to go to Trump University <laughs> okay. to cover that. <laughs> for 529 plans, there are no, there's no restriction. There's, diff, there's, I mean, there is... <laughs> The most common 520 plan is one where there's no restriction as to what school you have to go to. Um, it can go, which is great because especially when you're sending up at, you don't want to commit your child to Trump University <laughs> at the age of two. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> there might be a Clinton University that they want to compete with. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, and then there's real, what's the, what's the limitation of how much you can put in? No, there's no limitation that you can put in, oh. uh, which is great. Often t- there used to once be limitations yeah. on other similar type of plans. What happens is what other benefit is that it's portable. So, for example, you've got two, three kids, and guess what? All three kids got scholarships. Well, you can then, and you had it, when oh. you set it up, you set, you are the owner. You So, for me, if I, I own it and I have it for, I have two kids, two daughters, I set it up for my two children. If they both get scholarships, I can then go and roll it over and say, you know what? I want it to be to the benefit of my nephews and nieces. Oh, so, okay. So, you get, you don't have to, you don't get stuck where yeah. if your child it well, scholarship or if Jimmy ain't too smart, you yeah, know. <laughs> he, he may need a little more. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so by the time you're, should they finish college and they either didn't need all of the account, you're not stuck having to take those as distributions and get penalized and pay taxes on it. You can willingly give it to somebody else, which is a great. It's a it's a positive there. So on the back end, if you have money left, you're going to pay tax you'll pay taxes on it yes oh i mean that's and which 
not a problem. I, at some point, hey, if you got to be tax deferred, you were had this chance yeah, to save for just in case. Account, sure. Yeah, you get like you got to defer it, and you got you you were able to save for college. Was able to appreciate over those those twenty years, yeah. and it, you it met the, the tax goal. Man off. Always mm-hmm. like to do that, yeah. um, but but then there, that is one possibility: is you start so young and you have that cash left over. Where do you want to go yeah. with it? I mean that you. There is that limitation. There. So, how do people get hold of you if they, they want to ask more questions? Sure. My name is Catherine Harris. I work with Parati and Crod, and I can be reached at 415 461 8500. Very good. Now, you had a question for me. I did. You know what? We talk about uh, this is the best of investing in financial health. And one thing we don't often talk about is life insurance. And I'm, I'm very good about talking to cl- clients who are first coming and who have their first child about getting term life insurance. Yes. But I would love to get a little bit of education about the difference between term and whole okay. and maybe give an example or two of where which one would be better a scenario uh, where uh, they would be. Okay, so I I'm totally independent and you know I I run it through the computer software and um, licensed with I don't know a couple of hundred there's like literally thousands of insurance companies out there. So one thing I like to look at is the dirt cheapest term insurance. All the companies I deal with are going to be decent companies, been around you know fifty, a hundred, two hundred years. You know that that part clients aren't going to have to worry about. When it gets into talking about the whole life or universal life, you know that sort of thing, I found that unless you're going to push the limits to what they call the MEC modified endowment contract limits that the IRS imposes, you're probably better off to just buy term. So as an example, you know term insurance might cost for you know fifty year old. 30-year policy might cost, let's say, uh, just pick a number, $1,000 a year, all right? But the IRS may allow you to have a whole life policy where you can put in $45,000 per year. Well, obviously, it doesn't cost $45,000 for insurance, so all of, a lot of extra money that got put to the insurance company will go into an account where you can you know, earn some interest tax either deferred or free, depending upon how it's treated later on, because you can take loans against it. So we have set up situations where people have used it as a retirement vehicle. But some people say, well, gosh, you know, I like the idea of those whole life policies, but I can't afford 45000 Can I do the same thing with putting in, you know, $5,000 a year? Well, the answer is yes. However, when you start looking at what 5000 a year can do for you, me as the agent, oh, I'm going to make lots of money in commissions, but it's not as good for the client. I think the client in that case is really better off to just buy the cheapest term insurance and then invest the difference somewhere else because you can pick a lot better than what the insurance company ordinarily is going to pay you because they take out a lot of fees, A, to pay my commission, mm-hmm. B, extra fees that they charge internally, uh, what the insurance company does, and then there's more fees, just like we talked about with the, you know, the impact <laughs> fees and this, <laughs> this fee, this fee, whereas with term insurance, it just... Bam. Yeah, you so know, if you they, kind of go the lowest, there's just very little that can go and be invested. Whereas if you're able to put, if, comparing 5000 and 45000 uh, 45, you're able to put a lot more into the investments. Where y- Yeah, but they things. don't pay that much. It's just that you're getting it tax-free. Yeah. And, and you, you know, so you can't, you can almost look at it as like a municipal bond, but it's fair, it could be. You know, depending on the insurance company, most insurance companies are going to be fine. You don't have to worry about them. Like 30 years ago when someone was looking to sell me a universal life policy, that they promised like a 4% rate. What's the rate nowadays that with interest rates been so low for the last yeah, 10 years? Yeah, it's, it's actually close to probably 3%, but that's a gross interest rate. Mm. And then they got to take a lot of these fees off of that. In mm. fact, in the old days, we used to sell them, it was 12%. 
the guarantee was five and a half, but they paid twelve. Oh, I would have time. loved a guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, well and the thing is, <laughs> oh. I, st- I still have some clients who have the, at, at five and a half percent. But again, yeah, that's you, a gross you, interest rate. You're going rate. back to the to the time of the floods. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Like I said, l- listen, I'm so old that uh, when I was uh, in history, it was only a fifteen minute class because there wasn't much history before I was born. All right, so uh, we are now at our uh, other break here. Uh, again, just want to make a quick mention for paintball. Don't forget, you want paintball? We got paintball. Go to the Best Investing website, click on paintball, makes uh, great gifts. We got holiday season coming up here pretty soon. Get paintball tickets for your friends and family, all right? Buy, Don't a, life, t- buy a life insurance policy for first. Yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> then, to, then do paintball. All right. Don't touch that dial. The Best Investing will come right back with some closing comments. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Catherine Harris, CPA. By the way, if people wanted to call me to get some life insurance quotes, uh, just call that 888-912-1190. Just give us your name and how much insurance you want and your age, and uh, we'll run some free quotes for you. How's that? So we started out the show talking about the the sad state of affairs when it comes to uh, bo- uh, affordable housing and below market rate housing with the uh, the net net being um, thanks to uh, political pressures fees the cost of land the cost of construction it uh, counties like Marin it's just it's it's impossible it's impossible from a logistical standpoint from a from a price and investment standpoint and from a political standpoint we just uh, we were just talking off the air about this uh, rather uh, probably the largest uh, apartment complex uh, built in Marin in the last uh, 20 years in in Corte Madera has uh, run into some trouble and and the owners of that apartment complex are just getting crucified in the press I mean who needs that stuff it's just uh, you it's know insane. from a trickle down They're getting crucified in the checkbook too yeah that too oh, right? oh, I from can a two-year delay thanks to uh, uh, you know certain the color of their paint right the color yeah. of their paint right <laughs> Right. Yeah, they didn't like the color of the paint. How? How? Uh, and, but how by much? the way, just as a sort of side note on that, there the, the those the outside of that building is panels, which means that if you change the paint color, you just don't change the paint. You have oh. to put new panels. <gasps> on. I don't know. One of those oh, guys no. are crying. More, more crucifixion. I wonder yeah. how much of this has to do with attorneys. You know, from trickle down theory, because you know when you think about the okay, the cost of the lumber, the cost of. Uh, the contractors, the workman's comp insurance, because why? There's too many attorneys running around who, oh, you got, oh, yeah. you, you put, you, you stepped on a nail. Oh, okay, well, now you're disabled for the rest of your life. And, right? <laughs> All you agree? So, yeah. Ken, what do you think about uh, we've got an election coming up and we've got uh, rent controls? Uh, uh, and many cities in the Bay Area are thinking that's the answer to keeping rents <laughs> affordable. Well, that's not going to happen. And, and, and the way it works with rent control is if you have a community that has more renters than owners, you have a shot at having rent control. San Francisco's two-thirds renters, one-third owners. Hmm. You're going to get rent control. Counties like Marin, where you have two-thirds owners, one-third renters, you're not going to get rent control. And that doesn't even solve the problem. The problem is that we don't even have the how we we. It's the supply and demand. Yeah, it doesn't we create have new a housing. Huge supply yeah. and or demand for housing. Well, also, I think it cre- you're going to create slum landlords because the landlord just cannot afford to keep upgrading. Well, you know, things, well, right? I'll, I'll be real. You know, if if somebody said that to me, okay, we're going to rent control your building. Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to close the pool. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to turn off the landscaping. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't help. The reason it won't work in areas where you have more owners and renters is because owners sense that, and they don't want their neighborhood properties falling apart because they sense that the owners won't keep them up. Hmm. They won't do that paint job. Of course, then the government comes in and says, you know, weed abatement, and you got to do all this stuff. We're going to charge you if you don't do all You keep that pool open. Well, I'll I'll tell you (laughs) where, I don't know if you guys know this area, but rent control in the United States started in the South Bronx. That surprised me. And if you go to South Bronx, I don't know if you ever remember the movie uh, Fort Apache, but (laughs) you you people would not go through the South Bronx in the daytime today. I've been there. I I did some work there, and I can tell you, rent control. If you want to see where rent control leads you, go ahead to South Bronx and see what you think of it. Well, wow, that's a good way. Even to put the it. Yankees don't want to play there anymore. That's why everyone carries bats. That's know? right. I mean, it it yeah. doesn't work because the costs. You can't. You just can't. You know, it, it's like saying to you, okay, I tell you what, I'm not going to raise your paycheck, so you're not going to make any more money. Yeah. But it's going to cost you more to live. But too bad. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to raise your paycheck. That's right. Yeah, mm, you know. So and, I know. Tell PG&E rent control. Well, sorry, I say, you know? well, I say I say that to yeah. the tenants. So I say, you know, they say, well, oh, about renting crypto. Well, I tell you what, you go down to the city and you yeah. tell them not to raise my real estate taxes. Exactly. This year, That's and right. I won't raise your rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to be greedy, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. T- tell all those costs to go. Right. Okay. More will be revealed, I guess. Uh, Ken, Casey, thank you very much for you joining bet. us on The Best of Investing. We're going to cut pleasure. out uh, for some uh, thoughts for the day. we got some baseball thoughts for the day since we're getting into the World I'll Series. Yeah, exactly. That was that was a tough one. All right. Uh, here's our baseball thoughts for the day. If a woman is given a choice between catching a fly ball and saving an infant's life, she will choose saving the infant every time without even considering how many men are on base. But I'm bumped. Okay. Yeah, and Bob, right, you like that? Okay. And Bob Lemon said baseball is a kid's game, it's the adults that screw it up. That's true. All right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes, actually, for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which